welcome to Astrology Bites. This is your host, Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Astrology for Real Life, a no BS guide for the astro-curious. I'm also your host for this podcast series. If you're curious about astrology, you are definitely in the right place. This is episode 141 of Astrology Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on astrology. My goal is to make astrology feel simple, clear, fun, and totally applicable to your everyday life. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Today, we're talking about astrology for children, and I have a special guest, my good friend, Brianna Saucy, the author of Star Child. Welcome, welcome, Brianna. Thank you so much for having me, Teresa. It is great to be here. I love Astrology Bites, and so I am delighted to be a guest on it. Well, I also love your book. Uh, it's a book on astrology for parenting, and we'll talk about the book in a minute. So, of course, we have to get you on here to talk about, all right, what do we need to know about parents and astrology? So I'm delighted to have this conversation with you. And let's start off right off the bat. Um, the first thing I want to ask you, and probably a lot of my listeners who are parents are probably thinking the same thing. What does astrology reveal about our children? Why look at astrology for parenting? Oh, it is such a good question. Um, so astrology is one lens that we can utilize when we are seeking to understand our children and to really see them for who they are, not who you know we think they are, not um, the family story or some arbitrary category that we've put them in, but to really see them for who they are, including their areas of giftedness, as well as the challenges that they may face, you know, and that we face as we parent them. So it is infinitely useful. As you know, I have two children of my own, and I have lots of friends, moms and dads, and it is incredibly useful to have a general sense of your child's astrological makeup. It just, you know, certain things that might concern you once you know that your child has a specific um, set of star signs working in their chart, you're just not going to be worried about it anymore. And certain things that, you know, might not be on your radar uh, become more attention getting to you when you learn, you know, this is an area where your child could really flourish, or this is a potential challenge area that you really want to be careful about and keep an eye on. So it's super useful just to have a sense of, of your child's star story and the way that the planets and the way that the signs have come together to make their unique chart. You know, one of the things, I, because I do know you were good friends uh, for people who are listening. Bree is one of my closest, dearest friends. Yes, we um, are. <laughs> your oldest son is a Pisces and your youngest son is a Gemini. So they're both mutable signs, very, very different. And my children, I have a Leo and Aquarius. They're also both fixed signs, but very, right. very different. So when you have more than one child and they have such different personalities, how can astrology help with that? You know, that is one of the things that I think astrology is most helpful for because one of the, you know, in anyone who's got more than one child in their life has run up against the problem of, you know, this worked for my oldest, but it doesn't work for 
my youngest, or it doesn't work for this other child. So I think that this is where astrology is incredibly useful because when you understand your child's sun sign, moon sign, rising sign, I mean, just start with those three, then all of a sudden you have a lot more insight into what is going to be effective for them in terms of motivation, in terms of discipline, in terms of even things like, you know, how does their room need to be set up? How does their school morning and afternoon need to be set up? How do they socially connect with other people? Because the fact of the matter is that we do things differently, right? People are different. And what works for one child isn't going to work for another. What resonates for one child won't resonate for another. And a lot of the time in families, that gets overlooked because it's like, well, this is how our family disciplines or this is how our family socializes. And so if you start to look at the astrology of both of however many children you have, you'll see, oh, there are differences and it will start to explain why, you know, one child responds really well to being put in timeout and another child responds really well to like positive reinforcement. And you can start to discern what's the best way to work with each of these children. I think that is so true because I know for, as a parent, my children are grown now. There was, you know, certainly very different, uh, things that work for each child. I, my daughter is a Leo needed, she has a very fixed chart. She needs a lot of structure. She still needs structure to her day. Whereas my son is a very, very air oriented. So freedom, the freedom to talk it out. It was very different parenting. And from the outside, you know, it can look to other people like, well, what are you doing? Why is there more than one set of rules? It's like, because there's no cookie cutter way to raise children. They are, they are individuals. And what they need is really different. I mean, you know, we were, my husband and I were just talking about this because both of the boys do piano, but, you know, with our oldest, even when he was really young, I mean, he is a, he is a heavy duty Pisces. He's got a stellium in Pisces in his second house. He's very focused, right? He is a workhorse and he is very focused. Whereas with our our Gemini, my little Gemini surprise, you know, lots of enthusiasm, but staying at the piano for a full half hour is like really, really hard for him. So the way that we, you know, just that as, okay, this is a challenge we didn't experience before. Now, how do we navigate it? And if you know some basics about your child's astrology, then all of a sudden you're able to do that in a really beautiful and conscientious way. You know, you can bring some consciousness to your parenting and not just, well, you know, I saw someone else do that, so I'm going to try Mm -hmm. it. But instead, like, "Mm, this is an air sign. So, you know, like, we need to talk it out. Maybe we need a little pep talk. Maybe we need to actually get up and move around for a few minutes and then come back to the task at hand. And so that, you know, things like that are really helpful. And parenting, as you know, as I know, can be so stressful. And so one of the, you know, the subtitle of the book is Joyful Parenting Through Astrology. And I really do think that having a sense of your children's astrological makeup can make parenting more fun and more joyful and less stressful. I agree a million percent. You know, you mentioned something about sun, moon, and rising. One of the things I wanted to ask you, because 
you know, a lot of people, when they come to astrology, they come through it, you know, through the horoscopes in the newspaper and their sun sign. So do you think when it comes down to, you know, parenting with your children and astrology, is the sun sign enough? Or do you recommend we look at that moon and ascendant and why? So I think that the biggest challenge with astrology for, for both, you know, looking at your child's chart, but also looking at your chart is you can really easily categorize yourself according to your sun sign. So like I'm a Libra, you're a Gemini and, you know, and the, and the story ends there. And I think that, you know, if there's one thing I can encourage people who are coming into astrology to do, it's to jailbreak those categories. Because as we know, you know, you can be a Gemini that has a lot um you know, happening in your fifth house, or you can be a Gemini with a lot happening in your eighth house. And those are two very different people, you know, same thing for me. And so, and for all of us. So for that reason, I absolutely recommend that you become familiar with your child's sun sign, of course, but also their rising or the ascendant and the moon. And in each chapter, I talk about the rising and the moon because they are so important. And the rising or the ascendant is really useful to know. First of all, it's useful to know that sign for a sense of how your child is going to start projects and maybe finish them or not finish them, depending. Um, how, you know, what kind of a first impression they're going to make. Are they going to be on the shyer side, are they going to need a little bit more support when they're going into new territory or are they going to like race in to a new place and be ready to rock, you know? And the ascendant is also important as our children get older because our, our ascendant is what we are stepping into. It is what we are growing into. So as we look at things like, you know, secondary education, college, trade school, going to work, like what we do after those primary school years, having a sense of your child's ascendant can really help you talk to them about what their best options are and what might really fulfill them and what they may need to keep in mind. Um, You know, I have, again, to use one of my own children, my Pisces has a Capricorn ascendant. So like lots of artiness and flowing, right? But then We also have this down to business side and we have this side that's going to want to be materially okay. He is not going to want to be like a starving artist in, in Europe. You know, that is not going to make him happy. So as his mom, now I know that and we can have that conversation. Um, The moon, moon is really, really important, especially for parents who feel or caregivers who feel like they're having a hard time connecting to a child because the moon is all about how we relax and it's all about how we settle into ourselves. You know, it's kind of like who we are when nobody is watching us. And it's also how we're nourished and how we're nurtured. You know, our love language in a way is our moon. And so we really want to know that because some children like your son, you know, he wants to talk it out. Mm -hmm. Other children, They're not talkers, but like they need to be snuggled. You know, other children need to go do something. They need to go do an activity. So again, having a sense of what works, 
um, for each individual child is really useful. And, you know, sometimes parents, sometimes I think the whole who's your favorite child is really like, well, what child do you have an easier time connecting with? But the truth is, is that we can connect with all of our children. It's just a matter of figuring out the right frequency, you know, and that can be a little bit tricky, but astrology is super helpful for that. And I can attest it is. My children and I are thick as seeds, as you know, and, you know, we have um, some very big differences in our charts, but knowing this information allows me to be present and witness them as individuals and to honor their needs, although I don't always do it perfectly, but to honor their needs as much as possible. You know, the other thing about the moon, I got to say, I read a book many years ago, and I think I have that book somewhere on one of my sh- many shelves here. <laughs> and the book was talking about, you know, it's a, it's a book all about Gemini and the moons. And, you know, in there it talks about the moon as parenting. Uh-huh. And I've got a moon in Scorpio and it said, oh, you know, these are parents that will try to turn their kids into carbon copies of themselves. Ooh, and ooh. it was this really terrible, terrible thing. And I'm like, well, that's not very helpful. That's You're like, so that good. is not flattering at no. all. Accurate. But yeah. it got me thinking though about, you know, as a parent, I'm like, okay, let me be mindful. So this doesn't become my style. I do not need to go full on Joan Crawford here. Yeah. Um, so, you know, how can we as parents look at the moon? You know, what can we understand from that and how we feel emotionally and how we can nurture best in a style that's right for the child, but also right for us. Yeah. So, you know, I think that that is, is what all um, this is really about is, is looking at your child's chart, but then also looking at your chart. And I've had a lot of parents since uh, star child has been out. It was came out in July. I've had a lot of parents who have emailed me and they've said, you know, I started reading it for my kid and then I, I ended reading it for myself, you know, and, and for like all of the family members. And I think that that is exactly the trick. It's like figuring out what your natural starting points are, your natural priorities, your natural comfort zone. Again, in the case of the moon, you know, the moon is tricky because on the one hand, it's where we're comfortable and there are times where we need to be in that comfort zone. But then the moon is also, you know, the flip side of that is where you limit yourself. So like if you're a really, if you're really comfortable being intense, like that's great, but that might not be appropriate for everybody else in your family. And so then that can become an area where you experience stepping out of your comfort zone and what does that feel like and how does that work for you? So, you know, having a sense of, of what's at work in your chart, then the idea is that you take that information, you take the information of your child's chart and you say, okay, I'm the adult in the room. So how, you know, what am I doing that, that does really work well where could things be improved? You know, where where am I maybe, um, you know, just leaning into this energy and it's kind of a mismatch or it's a little bit of a clash um, or, you know, maybe, I mean, the other thing about even our sun signs is they're so multifaceted. So it's like maybe less of this part of Libra and more of this part mm. of Libra, right? So we can become really discerning about how we interact with them, with our, with our little ones. And, you know, by extension, like with everybody in our life and, and kind of start to see, okay, 
you know, there's that idea that you're responsible for the energy that you bring into a room. And it's like, this is part of what that is, is becoming aware of what the energy is you're bringing into the room, into the situation, and then saying, is this the right fit or is this not the right fit? And how could it be a little bit better? Like, how can we make it a better fit? Because these are your kids. You love them. You want them to be happy. You want to be happy with them. So this is very useful information to figure out how to make those pieces fit together. So what about this? Did you ever have some assumptions about astrology that got corrected by being a parent? Oh, I love that question. Um, I would say, you know, with Gemini, actually, I did. And I sort of knew this because you and I are such good friends. And you, of course, are a Gemini queen. But um, my youngest is a Gemini. And, you know, we air signs have the rep of being in our heads. Like, we're intellectual, we're smart, we're articulate, we're talkers, you know, all of that. And, of course, Gemini unfortunately, has the reputation of being two-faced. And my husband is a Pisces and my oldest is a Pisces. So, you know, we have this little Gemini that comes into the family. So we've got two air signs, we've got two water signs. And what I realized about Geminis is that they are super emotional, actually, but they cycle through their emotions really quickly. Mm. And, And people don't talk about this normally. Like they talk about Geminis being really smart and they are, But because I have, I've got some watery guys in my life and, you know, we're, we have lots of emotional language in the house. I, what I saw was that, you know, Gemini, this whole thing of you, they're two-faced is really, you know, they're processing their feelings really, really quickly. So like they move from like happy to sad, to frustrated, to angry, to delighted, to curious, super fast. Whereas other signs that are seen as more emotional stay in their emotions longer. But, you know, so that was kind of delightful to learn. Mm-hmm. Like this little aerial child was, you know, full of feeling and went through those feelings quickly and you've got to keep up. You know, you've got to stay on your toes and not get frustrated because this is how they process, you know? Right. It makes and a lot of sense. For myself, I had, you know, when I realized that I'm a Libra, I'm a sunny Libra, but my son is in the eighth house and I have a stellium in Scorpio, right? Exactly. It's why we love each other. Um, It made sense to me why, you know, I wasn't a super like extroverted social, like party going Libra, right? Like I needed my alone time in the darkness. I needed my downtime. I needed my in-breath. So I think the beauty of astrology is that we're always learning information that kind of turns those stereotypes on their head. Well, I have to laugh because I've got a full eighth <laughs> house. I've got a full eighth house just like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I've got that moon in Scorpio. And though I'm a Libra rising and I'm a Gemini, which is supposedly very social. Right. I also have that need for the quiet. And that's why we are such great roommates. You're like the only person I can be a roommate with because we get that need for quiet yep yep quiet and like getting up and then getting to work like yes yeah you know like we did that so beautifully like yes absolutely so I've got one last question is there anything that you learned from your children that really surprised you about yourself as a parent oh I like that too um you know 
One of the things that I have really, that, that has been really interesting has been learning about my, my rising sign, right? So my rising sign is also Pisces. So my children see me as really creative and they see me as really artistic and their dad is a really gifted visual artist and a really gifted musician. And I don't see myself that way, but they see me that way. And so that has really been eye-opening and it's been, and you know, it's, it's, been an invitation I feel like that they've given to me to step into so I I work on that you know I I I work on that diligently my Venus is in Virgo so you know I'm I'm happy to like work on it and and I feel it you know when I'm creating my altars or I'm creating ritual like that is my art that is my creative work and so that has been really that's been something that's been a, a lifelong with them um, you know, like a lifelong learning for me that I've really liked. What about you? Well, you know, there's all surprising things. And, and when you have adult children, it changes too. So I will sure. say that. But I think the one thing, you know, my parents were very, very different parents than I was. And I think when you are a parent, you always assume you're going to be somehow like your parents. And I didn't right. want to do that. I didn't want to repeat some of those things. And the one thing I was surprised at is, uh, I was always worried I was going to be a lousy parent, but I'm actually pretty good at parenting and I'm super, super loyal. And my children trust me like a thousand percent. They know I'm always going to have their back. I'm that parent. Yeah. I always like to say, you yeah. know, Moon and Scorpio, if we're your parent, we're the one to take there. We're the one to take with you when you're in the middle of a knife fight. No, for sure. Fight. And so, you know, there's been many incidents with my children where, and we went through a very complex parenting situation because of a divorce. Mm-hmm. But one thing that really surprised me is how good I can handle the stress that came with that and how I could still find a way to make them feel safe, even in a situation that was emotionally really volatile at times. So it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm the parent that, uh, you know, I'm a very trusting parent. And that is kind of a surprising thing because my relationship with my parents was exactly the opposite. Right. So very right. interesting. And, you know, the other thing is, too, you brought up about, you know, parenting isn't about, you know, just what we've learned. And astrology does help you to show that you can be different and that you can change these ancestral patterns. You can break the wheel. And I love that about astrology. That's a really important point. I think, you know, like the many people that I know, many people in our communities are doing lineage work and they're yes. they're looking at the stories that they have been told or they have grown up with and they're saying that story is no longer appropriate. That story no longer fits. And astrology can really help you find content for a new story. You know, there's yes. a new possibility. And, and so, you know, and sometimes it's hard to create a new story. Like you can't really create it out of nothing. So astrology is a great place to see that. And if you're, you know, if you grew up feeling not seen as a child um, or with a hard relationship with your parents, like it's really easy to bring all of that into your parenting dynamic. And one of the best things you can do for yourself and your children is not. Right. So, so, you know, knowing about astrology and having a sense of how it works for yourself, for your little ones can be, and your older kids as well, can be really liberating in that yeah. respect. 
it absolutely can help you to change those stories, those patterns, uh, all those ancestral things. So astrology isn't just about, oh, how fun, this is compatibility. It also goes much deeper than that. We can change the stories. We can create a new future. And ultimately what it comes down to is becoming conscious. And I yes. think astrology and the way you've written about it, which is so, so beautiful, is you're teaching people to be conscious parents. And that's what I got out of your book. So I just want to thank you. I wish this book was around when my kids were little. It's uh, so good. And can you talk for a moment just before we complete about your book? What inspired you? Where can people buy it? What do they yes. need to know about it? Absolutely. All right. So Star Child, Joyful Parenting Through Astrology is my second book. My first book was Making Magic. And both of them are published by Sounds True which is an amazing publisher that we love. And you can find Star Child at any uh, major bookstore. I've had people send me shelfies from Barnes & Noble, um, local independent bookstores. A lot of them are carrying it. If you want personalized copies, you can order them from the Nowhere. You can order them from the Nowhere bookstore in San Antonio, Texas, and you can get a personalized copy. And... You can um, also find it on my website. I have an excerpt. You can read so you can taste. You can do a little taste test before you buy it. And it was, Star Child was not a book that I had seen myself writing. So you know the story, Teresa. I um, was going to, you know, I had Making Magic was coming out. And I had this idea and it landed pretty much fully formed. That was, you know, I work with astrology with my kids all the time. Like, you know, I, I look at their astrology. I'm aware of what's going on. You know, I'm not looking at it every single day, but when like major things come up, I'm like, okay, what, what's happening? Um, we all know about Mercury retrograde in the house. I'm like, you know, it's coming, you guys. Let's, let's make sure we have our backpacks ready and we know where everything is. So, you know, I just was working with it so much and I thought, and then I talked to my parent friends and they were like, I really need this information. And I thought, you know, we all really need this information. So I'm going to write this book. And I was very much like, I'm writing this book. And if it gets picked up by a publisher, great. And if it doesn't get picked up by a publisher, like I will have a handy, awesome desk reference, you know? And, and so that was the idea behind it. And then because I'm a storyteller, I wanted to incorporate stories from around the world, stories that parents could read or caregivers could read because the book really is written not just for parents, but also for caregivers. And it's also written for people who don't have children who are doing inner child work. And some of the most poignant um, responses that I've had to the book have been from people that don't have children but who read about the inner child work and were like, this is so healing. You know, this is, this is what I heard. And it was really painful. And now I have some tools to navigate that and to heal from that, which, you know, I love. Um, and so we incorporated stories from around the world that for each of the signs that kind of accentuate some of the qualities for that particular sign. And these are stories that the parents or caregivers can read, but you can also share them with your children. And, and then I also wanted to kind of, I wanted to go through 
and I'm pretty thorough. So I wanted to go through a lot of different scenarios where questions have come up for me as a parent and questions have come up for my parent friends. So things like, how do you socialize? How do you discipline? Screen time and technology, that's a big one that my generation of parents really has to think about. Um, And then COVID put a whole new spin on it, you know? Um, Academics, like what do we need to be aware of? What do we need to be on the lookout for uh, art and creativity? You know, how, how does this particular child come into creative work? Do they really love it? Are they intimidated by it? Are they afraid to make a mess? Like, What's the story there? So, you know, we go through a lot. And then um, one of my favorites is waking up and going to bed. Because for so many parents, those are the most stressful points of the day. Waking your children up, getting ready for school, and then putting your children to bed. So, you know, what do different children need? Because, again, everyone's different. We need different things. So that that was really where it came out of. It came out of my own experience. And I... You know, it in a in a very real way, it wrote itself, and I feel like it was very much like I need to be here to help people out. So, <laughs> well, it is going to help out so many people. And one thing I do want to add for people too is you can also request it at your local library too. So that oh, is something. Really you, good point. Yep, you might want to think about asking your library to carry a copy of this book. Uh, so that way, we want to get it in as many hands as possible to really help as many parents. And children as possible. And you know, Sounds True is doing a book giveaway for people that are in the U.S. Um, if you go to their Instagram account, uh, it's running through September 1st. So there's plenty of time to enter into that as well. So, And there'll be other free copy opportunities coming up where, you know, you can win a free copy. And I recommend everybody get a copy and also get a copy for new parents. If you have someone in your life who is expecting what a wonderful gift this book would be. That's something, if, let, let me tell you this, if I was pregnant at the shower, I would have gotten bibs and bath and all this other stuff. If I would have got that book, I'd be like, forget this other stuff. I just want this book. It would have been the ideal gift. So I think it's amazing for that. So Bree, where can people find you if they want to know more about you, your book and every other new thing that you are up to? Absolutely. You all can find me at briannasassi.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-A-S-A-U-S-S-Y.com. All right. Well, people, you definitely want to get over there and you want to grab the book, Star Child, Joyful Parenting Through Astrology, and check out also Making Magic, Bree's first book. They're both so good. They belong on your bookshelf if you want to live a magical life and if you want your children also to have the most magical childhood. And that's all for today's episode. So, of course, if you're enjoying the show, I would love it if you would go over to iTunes and leave a positive review because that's the best way to help new listeners discover Astrology Bites. And, of course, I appreciate that so much. And for more fun stuff, head over to my website, thetarolady.com. You'll find tons of resources about tarot and astrology, including my free monthly forecasts and horoscopes and so much more. Again, that's thetarolady.com. I'll see you there. And remember, no matter what's going on in the cosmos today, ultimately, you are in charge of your life. You're in the driver's seat. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change the course. You're the boss. You've got that power. Be kind to yourself and others and make smart decisions. I'll see you 
in the next episode.